Hello and welcome to another edition of In the Works by Career Services at the University of Calgary. I am a host. My name is David Catterford and with me today is my co-host, Lawrence Chan. Say hello, Lawrence. Hey, everyone. Hope it's going well today for you. Um, you know, I think for today, you know, we're just going to jump right into our topic. And the topic today is customer service. Um, and I guess the reason why we're talking about it is that, well, our, our guest later on, you know, the uh, real people, real careers part, we're going to talk to someone who works in sales. And so we just kind of want to make a bit of a connection there. But I mean, customer service, it's, it's very common. I mean, we, we deal with it every day. So what do you think about customer service skills and, and, and how it relates to a person's career? Well, you know what? Customer service is like hugely important because I, I mean, that's the difference between a good company and a bad company <laughs> and a bankrupt company is, is a, I think it's all relating on customer service. And that's the difference, I think, like I said, between the good and the bad companies. Yeah. I, I think, you know, every job that we have, it's every job that's out there, it's, it's all kind of customer service base like unless really you're a single person running a company and you know maybe then you don't have to deal with customers or whatever but otherwise we're always reliant on one another whether it's customers clients right you name it absolutely so there's yeah. always going to be a degree of providing good customer service and therefore having good communication and interpersonal skills and all of that yeah because that's the thing right is Customer service is very transferable. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have core good customer service skills, and that's why I think a lot of students, they do those customer service jobs, the retail jobs, the barista jobs. Um, they're important jobs because the customer service you offered when you worked at Starbucks or at the coffee company or whatever will help you get a, a, another job at another company. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when we say customer service, like, I think that's a bit of a broad term. So yeah. what, what sort of specific skills um, goes under customer service, would you say? Well, I, I, I think communication skills. Uh, and then part of communication skills is listening, active listening. Mm -hmm. I think when you're dealing with customers, you're going to be dealing with problems. Yep. So problem solving. And... Leadership is linked to customer service. Mm -hmm. Teamwork is linked to customer service. Yep. Pretty much everything is linked <laughs> to customer service. It's almost like we're in a customer service revolution. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 crazy, like how how much customer service kind of covers. It's all kind of these little pieces of of these other skills, and so um, yeah, kind of in that in that kind of uh, part-time job or whatever. It might seem kind of insignificant, but at the same time, there's a, probably a lot of things that, that go into it. For sure. A absolutely. And I remember my first job at Canadian Tire, and I'm always talking about my Canadian Tire job, but it, it, it was a fun job because I was kind of representing Canadian Tire to my customers, yeah. and I really realized that I had to do a good job because I was Canadian Tire, right? Because that's the thing with customer service jobs is no matter what you do, you represent the company. Mm -hmm. And that 
is very important. Yeah, totally. I I also worked at, I mean, you mentioned Starbucks earlier, but yeah, I worked as a barista before as well. And I like that job, you know, because it was very, for me, I like the very proceduralness of it. You know, you just, you know, you're crafting drinks, right? So it's just piecing all these things together. Okay, so, you know, you add a little bit of syrup, then you get the milk and all that kind of stuff. And then you you, you put it in, in the steamer and all of that. So that, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, customer service, of course, it's kind of the, it is a customer service role. So I really enjoyed it. Um, but I think, yeah, from that role, it's just, again, I don't know, just really being courteous, uh, being willing to help, right? If you don't know the answers to something, well, then ask for help, mm-hmm. um, following orders and, and, and showing initiative, right? Trying to kind of get ahead a little bit, um, you know, anticipate problems and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think really customer service is kind of that foundational skill that I think a lot of students need to develop and then that will then transfer into a lot of positions whether it's you know something that is like a people role or you know even something more technical it's, it's going to be there mm-hmm. now okay so were you good at the customer service like did you get repeat customers that wanted like lawrence chan's um i don't know what was your favorite like what was your favorite drink that you like making did, did people kind of come back to you because of uh, I don't really remember because it's been many years ago now, but yeah, there were a few regulars and whatnot and then, you know, get to know them, right? You kind of make a little bit more chit chat as you see them a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I liked it. Right. And even now, you know, in, you know, for us, you know, you and I, David, we're both career development specialists. Mm-hmm. Our customers are students. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And what's really kind of neat and scary about customer service too is, when you offer good customer service, I think they, if you, I don't know the numbers of this, but if you offer good customer service to 10 people, one of those 10 will share that with somebody else. But if you offer bad customer service mm-hmm. or you start pissing off customers, they tell one of those customers will tell 10 and, and it's just the word of mouth can really harm you and harm your business. Yeah, And so it's not really fair but that's the way it works so you almost have to treat every customer like they're the greatest customer in the world even (laughs) though they might not be right yeah so that's why i guess you're more likely to see like you know negative reviews on like google and stuff like that just because usually when people have a bad experience they're probably more motivated to to leave a bad review um but yeah i guess just kind of kind of changing the subject a little bit so like did you have any specific experiences where you delivered exceptional customer service yeah i have one story where i was i was a volunteer at the calgary public library as a career coach and i was helping people with they would come in and and see me and and this older lady she was uh, she came in to see me and she needed help typing her resume she had her resume printed out on a word on a document like hand printed out hand printed out and she needed to type it into a into a word document and i i saw her trying to type it in and she was not so good on the computer she was even worse than i am on computers mm-hmm. and she was struggling typing in her resume and i i i had time and i just said move over and i i, I can type it in a lot faster than you and i started typing it in um in, into the word document and finished it and 
she was, wow, oh, thank you so much. She was so grateful. She kissed me on the cheek and she had a big lipstick mark on my cheek and I was so happy. And like, really, what did I do? I, I, I didn't do very much. I just saw she was struggling a little bit and stepped in and, and, and did something for her that she really appreciated. So I, I don't think it has to be extraordinary, grand gestures. It just mm-hmm. has to be little things. Yeah. Like maybe just saying a nice hello and and how can I help you? And yeah. I, you know, when customers, like getting a thank you from a customer, nothing beats that <laughs> in my opinion. That's a real motivator for me. Yeah, totally. And actually I have a, a bit of a similar story too. And for me, it was um, kind of helping out with a student uh, with their kind of course selection. Uh you know, this was an older student, right? But and so she brought in her family, kids, and stuff like that. And waiting for waiting for like your courses to open up and to register and stuff like that—that's a pretty stressful process because you're worried whether if you're going to get in uh, to the course or not. And so, you know, what I decided to do was like, okay, like we still need a little bit of time to assess uh, assess some of your previous credits and courses. But what I'll do is that I'll, I'll give you a call. You know, and I'll let you know, right? It's still up to you to register for your courses, but I'll give you a little bit of a heads up. Um, and I mean, really, why I did that was because she had a family. It looked like she was quite busy, and and so you know, a couple of days later, I just gave her a quick call, let her know, and like you said, you know, she was very grateful and 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 very thankful for it. And again, what did I do? I just made a simple phone call that took me a minute or so, <laughs> right? So again, it's the little things. Absolutely. It's the little things or everything. Good mm-hmm. gesture. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then let's kind of maybe, right, we, we kind of talked about customer service. So let's kind of go back to sales. Uh, again, that's going to be our topic for today when we uh, uh, chat with our guest. Have you been in a sales role before? Yes, I have. Actually, yes. I, I worked as an inside sales rep, and then I, I got more promoted to an account manager and then I became an outside sales rep I was on a quota yes I was it was um not the best job for me (laughs) um but yeah it was a tough job where Mm -hmm. you your only job is you got to bring three thousand five hundred dollars worth of business in or you get in trouble and you'll make your quota and get fired um yeah yeah so I'd say, I mean, just off the top of your head, what kind of qualities would you need as a salesperson? Uh, well, motivated. You have to be motivated to 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 cold call people and and to call people out of the blue and and talk to them. And uh, but we, one thing I I learned too is not just to cold call people and just start talking and selling, but to really listen first and 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 find out is now a good time to talk and uh, that's one of the things that I always tried to do and and then yeah so I, I think communication listening and following through like if you're gonna say you're gonna do something you gotta do it if you don't do it then they'll lose trust mm-hmm. and then all hell breaks loose. So it's 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 just doing the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for myself, I've never really been in a sales role. Um, I don't think it would really suit me. 
you know, I'm, I'm always with the mindset. It's just like, hey, if you want to do it or like if you want to buy it, go for it. If you don't, it, then don't, right? So I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not good at forcing people to do stuff or to buy stuff. So I don't think, I, I think I would probably fail at a sales role. Well, and that's why I failed because I, 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 I didn't, I, I wasn't good at like, oh, you should do this. You should do. I wasn't good at persuading. I, I was really good at kind of saving customers that were about ready to leave. Mm. That's what I was really good at. So mm. customers would like call me up, David, we hate you, we hate you, we're going to leave, we're <laughs> going to leave. And then I go, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's go for lunch. Let's talk about it. And I was good at kind of saving customers, but I wasn't good at bringing on new customers because, yeah. And, and also too, if you don't believe in what you're selling, yeah. that's uh, going to cause problems. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's so true. Like, I mean, I think even in just general work, right? You don't have to be in a sales role, but if you don't believe in what your company is doing or, or you know, the, the direction they're heading, it's going to be kind of hard to, to stay on the same page and keep working for them. Absolutely. Well, that's why we always say in that career services, you got you to gotta enjoy what you're doing or else you just won't have longevity. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be an engineer, great, be an engineer, but be a happy engineer. You're going to be a sales rep? Great. Be a sales rep, but be a happy sales rep. Okay. Okay. So why don't we then jump to our next segment, Real People, Real Careers, and I'll let you introduce our guest today. And that is Lawrence Curtati. Lawrence is a territory sales manager at Belpro Health and Wellness, which is a small distribution company in the field of health, wellness, beauty, and food products. Previously, Lawrence had a background in engineering, but he made the switch to sales because he thought it was a better fit and something that suited his strengths better. He really enjoys sales because he's making a meaningful difference in the clients that he serves and solving customers' problems firsthand. My job uh, right now, as you mentioned, I'm a territory sales manager um, at uh, local aromatherapy business uh, called Belgro. Um, so it's a really local uh, Calgary. It's only 10 people working in the, in the company. But uh, my responsibility is uh, of two folds. Um, the first is I manage and expand on the existing client base. And the second is I help grow the company by uh, getting on new clients in the southern Alberta Um so I drive around from Red Deer, Medicine Hat, Ban, Flatbridge to Waterton. Um, so yeah, I go store to store promoting products, you know, fulfilling clients' needs, um, asking them questions, understanding clients, maintaining relationships, and um, closing deals as well. Okay, so I mean, we all have unique skills that we bring to jobs, and then we do our jobs a unique way. What's what's a unique skill that you bring to this job? Um, for me, it's about um, being persistent and not maybe worry about the end result less and trust more in the process. Um, so a lot of notion with sales jobs is you have certain targets at the end of the month you have to for for example you have to bring in um, 30 grand a month or so yeah, there's targets right um one unique thing about my thinking of this job is i worry less about the targets 
uh, and worry more about how I deliver, um, you know, my, my presentation, how do I deliver, um, you know, how, how do I solve problems better? How do I understand the customer better? So yeah, um, it's about separating what I can control and what I cannot control and just focus on what I can control. Um, and at the end of the day, the end result will, will speak for itself after, after you've just focused on what you can control. And again, oh, some other uniqueness is, you know, you have, you know I'm, I'm very social and empathetic, uh, trying to understand where um, the, from the customer's point of view. Okay, now on to the next question about networking. What does networking mean to you? And, and how, how have you networked up to this point? Um, networking, you know, uh, from the outside, it seems like it's just, you know, meeting people and chat. But to me, networking is more than that. Networking is about being something deeper, which is to be a constant learner. Uh, you learn, you know, you learn new things from people. There's a quote that I really like uh, by Rumi. It says, sell your cleverness and buy bewilderment. So networking is buying bewilderment. Because when you network, um, you're bewildered because you're not, where you're not the smartest person in the room, um, you know. Um, and then you, you discover new things that you didn't know before through other people. And you see what you're interested, you know, in what, what, if you're interested with what other people's interested, if there's a match, then, you know, it might open door of, of opportunity for you. So it's about constant learning. It's about understanding others. Um, and, and one thing that I feel like is um, heavily discussed right now, oh, you know, especially in the career development world, um, oh, you find a job through networking. You find a job through networking. You've heard that so many times. It's true, actually, it's true. But then if you shift back a little bit, you know, you don't, if you shift back a little bit of uh, what networking is, don't expect finding a job through networking. Expect to learn something new. And when there's job comes, great. But then, you know, it's about learning. It's about um, being not the, the, the smartest person in the room and, and learning from other people. So that's, that's what um, networking is doing. It's about curiosity. And I think what also, and I want to follow up on this with another question, because networking, like you're right, because networking is not about asking for a job, but it's about learning and gathering information. But I, I also always say that networking is a life skill. So how are you, you're probably, you're networking now to kind of gain customers because you're in sales, right? So you're, talk about the networking you're doing now to, to gain new business. Right, right. So um, networking for me in my, in my career world is not a lot of difference from networking anywhere else. It's about asking people questions, asking interesting and critical people, uh, critical um, questions. Um, when I, you know, approach new clients, um, you know, after introduction, I usually ask, you know, what's the most exciting project, project that you do? What's, you know, what if, you know, um, ask about life and understand their, their life path, um, how, they, how they get there. And from there, it's, um, you, you get to know kind of where they're struggling in life and you kind of share full, uh, vulnerability in a way. And that's how you, you build connections. You know, it's not about what can they do for me. 
but what I can do for them after asking those questions. So that's that's what networking is. That's how I gain business. It's not about uh, me, but it's about the customer. It's about other people. And as you said that you have a really unique career tra- career plan or transitioning uh, from engineer to sales manager. So is there time or do you find that you have a aha moment at some point along your career journey? Um, so it's a lot of aha moments. It's not just one. <laughs> but one of the first ones, actually, I talked a little bit about psychology test. I actually took it at the University of Calgary Career Services. Uh, it's called the Strong Interest Inventory. And I did the test. I was skeptical because at that time, I was like, I was set to be an engineer. I was studying at the time. And I was quite dumbfounded by my results. Um, there's four teams. Uh, there, no, there's six teams um, in that um, in that task, and the f- and I score high on four of them, which is um, social, investigative, realistic, and entrepreneurship. Um, so at that time, I think the other two was artistic and conventional, which I kind of scored low on. Um, but at that time, I thought like, oh, I, I want an engineer. Why am I scoring high on social? Like, I didn't get it. That's my number one, right? So looking back um, after I got a job, my first job as a sales, I look back at that result. Maybe this is what I was supposed to do. So kind of reflecting back um, um, from that is one aha moment. Thanks for sharing. And uh, to add that, um, my career exploration started with UFC Career Services as well. Thank you, David, and other staff members there. And that is my, uh, yeah, that resonates really well with my experiences from engineering and to social work. So we are all social people. That's why we kind of find our aha moments. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you found it through, uh, through University of Cal Career Services as well. So. Yeah. It helped me a lot. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about the person that's which one or who has influenced you the most during the, your way of exploration the career. Right. So um, it's Matthew Geddes from University of Cal- Calgary Career Services. Um, <laughs> you probably know him too, but he's, uh, <laughs> I think I went to his office. Um, too often, uh, he's just like Lawrence again, kind of thing. And and um, the good thing is, but Matthew is uh, well, you know, he's patient with me when I kept coming. But then after I graduated, I stay in touch. I grab a coffee once in once every six months or or year just to kind of follow up. Um, so I, I see the value of having some somebody like Matthew, like a coach or a mentor. Um, so, so he influenced me a lot in the moment of confusion. Also, as um, my friends and sister, um, they kind of helped me build questions, um, ask critical questions about myself, you know. Um, and, and I think it's very important. I think I heard it in um, a podcast. Um, I think his name, uh, but, but he said something very interesting. <clears throat> in, in life, you need four kinds of people. Um, the first is um, mentor, the second is coach, third is a cheerleader, and fourth is a friend. <clears throat> now, being a university student, 
it's it's easy it's easier to have friends um it's also probably easier if you have ch- to have children there if you have um you know if you have friends and family right um, but i encourage people to go out and talk to people and find that coach and mentor because i feel like mentor help you set your directions in life and and it's very important uh, like i said that um, talk about direction you have to have directions no matter how many times you change your directions but you have to have directions and mentor is a number one influencer for for your directions in life so yeah um, find your mentor um, get influence and go talk to university of calgary career services take the test but find your mentors for sure that's that's something i would advise strongly Okay, and then let's go to the final part of our, our of our podcast, and and it's fill in the blanks. So don't go into like professional sales if you are um, if you if you don't like traveling, if you um, if you are discouraged by constant rejections, uh, if you're not patient with um, um, with people. So, so you have to have strong sense of customer service in a way. How to how do I serve others rather than just um, thinking from my perspective? Okay. And what is the bonus about working in uh, sales industry? Well, I enjoy um, to be dynamic. Uh, that means is I don't have to sit behind a desk um, for eight hours a day. Um, and I, this is a bit silly, but it's important to me. I work alone, so I kind of avoid a lot of office politics, <laughs> which happen anywhere. Um, but that I rather have that autonomy. Um, and you know, in a way, I get paid traveling. I I feel like um, I think if you're if you enjoy you know listening to music or podcast and have your own and get paid for it i guess it's it's one of the perks too okay now that's a great honest answer right and i hope somebody listening to this will like listen and go oh oh i didn't know that about this and this but I, i think like you've been giving advice and tips throughout the entire podcast but like what are some final advice or tips you would give a new grad kind of entering the job market now Right, great question, David. And when I'm asked this question, I usually ask myself back, what advice would I give to my younger self kind of thing? And um, I've kind of had the answer for myself. And um, the first is to know my to know yourself better, know myself better, you know, uh, find, your, find your why, what motivates you? Because some days gonna be harder than other days at work. And, and on those harder days, it's, it really makes a difference to know what motivates you um, and then stick to that. So it's, um, you know, and stay close to your, your strength and you know your strength, know your weakness, stay, stay close to your strength um, because it, it's just going to help you exponentially. Um, second is find mentors, reach out to people, get your directions. Um, the third is always learn, um, learn that throughout the career you can can change your career several times and be okay with it so career is dynamic it doesn't have to be i want to be one title it's it can be many titles um and the fourth is be easy on yourself too you know take your time to know yourself 
um, do not rush because there's there's a when I feel like I'm living a bit in the future, you know, I feel like I'm anxious a little bit about the future. I used to remind myself that there's countless um, research studies um, saying that there's a tra- that's a trade off between um, the rate of growth and lifespan. So what it and it has been done in um, trees and animal studies. So basically, what it says is if you grow too fast, you compromise on your uh, lifespan. So you grow too fast, you, you, you in a way die faster. So enjoy your time, enjoy the present, don't rush, um, look, look in the future, but don't, don't, live, don't live in the future. Um, and the fifth or the last one is, you know, enjoy your right by being, being grateful. Um, it's, it's, you cannot be this, too discouraged if you're grateful every day. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my advice for my younger self. And I, I hope that would help other new graduates as well. All right. If you want to listen to this audio again, what do you have to do, Lawrence? Well, you can just go to our website, ucalgary.ca slash careers. Um, you can listen to this interview again or all the other ones that we have aired. All right. Well, have a great rest of your week, Lawrence. And um, I hope you have some good customer service experiences. Yeah, you as well. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.